Welcome back to the Jordan Sight Mini Podcast. Thank you so much for listening. I'm really excited for you to listen to this episode because I got to speak with Inner Circle member Sophia. And she's incredibly smart and very objective. And one of the things she's been struggling with is how to be more of a, of a flexible dieter, how to include flexible dieting in her lifestyle in both a way that allows her to enjoy her favorite foods, but also allows her to be consistent and make progress towards her goals. So I hope you enjoy the episode. If you have any questions, please let me know. And please, if you enjoy it, leave a rating on iTunes. They've been helping a lot. So huge thank you to everyone who's been doing that. And if you have any questions, I'll talk to you soon. Sophia. Hey. Hey, how are you? Good, how's it going? I am doing very well. Thank you for getting on the phone with me. I really, really appreciate you doing this. No problem. Do I? Sorry, I haven't skyped in a while. Do I press the camera or the phone? I press the camera, but I don't. Does it really matter? <laughs> no, it doesn't matter. So, like, okay. so if, if you want to have the camera on, you can. If you don't, you don't. That's either way is totally fine. Okay, this is fine. And amazing. How are you? I'm good. I'm a little nervous, honestly. Actually, um, I'm a big fan, so this is very exciting for me. And I have some friends who are fans of yours too. So when I told them about this, they were very excited. Well, the good news is I'm just a short, bald Jewish guy. So, like, there's nothing intimidating about me at all. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> um, no, but I really appreciate you getting on. And and basically, like, I, I don't want to put any words in your mouth at all. And so you're, the email sure. that you wrote, it was a really good question. But I would rather, instead of me reading what you wrote, like, unless you'd like me to, I'm more than happy to read what you wrote. Like, sure. do you just want to talk about what you're, what the question you had or what you're struggling with? Yeah, sure. So I guess I listened to your podcast with Kim, which I thought was really interesting. And basically, I think the takeaway that of that podcast or what you and her mainly talked about was that she needed to sort of chill out a little bit, use the scale less, be less strict with her calorie counting and all of that stuff. Um, and so I guess my question when I listened to that podcast was like, how do you walk that fine line between being consistent, but also, you know, not, not chilling out on yourself too much. Right. So, you know, allowing yourself to, you know, say fuck it every once in a while and eat out or, you know, eat at Thanksgiving or whatever, but then be able to get back on track and be consistent. Um, because what I find I do a lot is fuck it every once in a while turns into all the time. Right. <laughs> so, yep. so, um, and like with my, my husband loves to eat out all the time on the weekends. I travel a lot for work. And so my colleagues are always wanting to eat out. So, you know, every time you're at a restaurant, it's really easy to say, you know, screw it. I'm just gonna, you know, enjoy food with my friends. Um, but when that becomes kind of like a four times a week type of thing, or when I'm saying like, I'm craving a donut, I'm going to let myself have it. But then the next day I'm craving it again. I'm going to let myself have it that day, right? Like, so kind of walking that line between not eating like an asshole, but also, you know, letting yourself, you know, practicing a life of moderation, I guess. Yeah. And so if I'm going to just interject and tell me if I'm wrong, mm -hmm. sort of trying to find the balance between being a flexible dieter but also not letting being a quote unquote flexible dieter become just uh, I'll eat whatever the fuck I want whenever I want. Exactly. And, and so almost trying to, I, I guess we could also break it down into how to be like, be a successful flexible dieter, right? Because right. like, 
anyone can be a, a flexible dieter, I guess, if you just want to say a flexible dieter is someone who can eat whatever they want without necessarily guilt, right? Because I think right. I think a flexible dieter is someone who can eat their favorite foods without necessarily having guilt or shame attached. But I think a successful right. flexible dieter is someone who can do that while also achieving their body composition goals is sort of how exactly. I would make that distinction. So, so yeah. could you do me a favor and just – break down what your normal day-to-day week-to-week might look like and then also where you find that you're struggling the most with that okay so I guess right now I'm I've been living in New York for the past three months for work so like we're kind of off the wagon here just because of like kitchen space and gym location and stuff but normally when I'm when I'm like I'm I'm a opera singer so I have like time on where I'm working and then time off where I'm back home um And so when I'm home and like, I'm able to work out consistently and stuff, usually like Monday through Friday are good. Um, I can track and working out has never been an issue for me. It's, you know, I like working out. It's always been the food part of, um, of, you know, living a healthy lifestyle. That's been most difficult as I think it is for most people. Um, It's usually like the weekend, right? Friday, Saturday, Sunday, where my husband and I will order in Friday night, go out to brunch Saturday morning, order in Saturday night, and like Sunday is sort of the same thing. So, you know, I know you talk about like the weekend warrior stuff, but I think maybe I take it to like sort of like a next level <laughs> where, <laughs> where I'm probably going way over calories, right? So that's sort of like the scenario when I'm home and like being consistent is easier. Like being here in New York, um, I'm like not anywhere near a gym. So I was like, I'm going to walk everywhere and I'm going to try and eat healthy. So here, what happens is like, I have a lot of colleagues that like to go out all of, I have a lot of old friends that live in New York. So I'd start the week, like Monday, Tuesday being consistent. And then a friend would text me and say, Hey, let's go out to eat on Tuesday. And so I go out to eat on Tuesday and it's a wash, right? Then Wednesday, I try to get back on track and then someone wants to go out to eat on Thursday. Right. <laughs> so it's sort of like, here it's been really crazy because people have been wanting to eat out all the time and I find it really hard to you know try and eat healthy at a restaurant because you're at a restaurant you have the menu in front of you right so those are kind of like the two (laughs) scenarios that I struggle with um I don't know which one you want to talk about more but um I think we could talk we could talk about both I mean I think it's it's and I think really it all sort of it falls into one category of just finding this this struggle for balance, right? The struggle right. for, and, and, and even more than balance, trying to find the struggle between being able to enjoy your favorite foods while also doing it in moderation and, and not right. just going completely off track. Um, yeah. and I mean, I very, very, very much understand the struggle of, of New York. Like I, I live, I live in Midtown. It's like, it's, it's yeah. crazy. And it's one of those things where, um, I'll, I'll travel somewhere else and, and really anywhere else, but like, yeah. I mean, maybe except for like Tokyo or something, but like anywhere, there's no city like New York, like, and right. where things are open all the time. And at any point in time, you could go out to eat, get whatever you want, whenever you want it. And there's so much socializing and there's so much going on in such a condensed space that like, yeah. it's, it's very, it's a very difficult lifestyle in many ways, but not least of which includes nutrition. Um, right. and not to mention, I think when so much of what you do is, is 
social and with other people, right. like it makes it much more difficult. So yeah. I think the first thing I want to clarify about, about the weekend warrior side of it, and this is something that I think a lot of people logically they know, but they also almost like it's almost willful blindness in a way of where like right. when I talk about the weekend warrior saying that, okay, so you have generally a little bit fewer calories during the week. So you have more leeway on the weekend. Logically, people know that doesn't mean go and binge on the weekend. But right. I think a lot of people in practice during the moment, they're like, well, I really did well during the week. So I'm going to go nuts right now. And like they yeah. almost use that as a justification for doing too much. And I think that's mm -hmm. really where we need to find the balance of like not taking it to either end of the extreme. Right. right. And not taking, if you're going to do the weekend warrior, for example, not taking the week to be so outrageously strict that when you get to the weekend, that it's to the point where it's like, all right, yeah, we're going to go nuts right now. Right. And I think that's one of the things a lot of people struggle with when they do something yeah. like the weekend warrior, where they'll like, they'll, they'll go so strict during the week in anticipation for knowing they're going to go nuts during the weekend. Does, does that make right. sense? Yeah. Yeah. Is that, does that sound like something like, do you specifically do that? Like, is that, or, and if not, that's totally fine. But is that like where you'll be really, really on point during the week, knowing or in advance that over the weekend you'll eat more than you should? Yeah. I mean, I think so. Like it varies from week to week, but generally like there is sort of like a looking forward to the weekend kind of mentality where it's like, stay on track now so that you can go off track <laughs> right on the weekend. Um, I think is. Yes, I would, I would say that. So, and I think that literally right there and, and thank you for being honest. Cause a lot of people, and actually it was funny, even with, with the podcast I did with Kim, there was yeah. periods of time during that podcast where I sort of had to break around like these, these almost like very natural human responses of, of stubbornness and not trying to, not trying to mm -hmm. divulge the full truth, which like we got right, to right. at the end. But I appreciate you being honest because like this is this is what most people struggle with. Like this is very common. This is yeah. this is arguably one of the biggest difficulties of becoming a quote unquote flexible dieter, successful flexible dieter is like finding that, okay, well, how do I do this in moderation? And so I think right. number one, addressing these these very innate human within us behavior trends that are like, all right, so I, I'm going to be really on track now so that I don't, so that I can almost justify going completely off track over the weekend. Like that's what's going to prevent you from ever being able to reach your goals. Right. It's yeah, like, right. if that, if that mindset, if that behavior pattern doesn't change, then nothing will change. And I think that's really the root of it. Does that make sense? Right. Yeah, 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 absolutely. So, so before like we even go into either the other aspects of it, like I'm going to ask, do you think there's anything you could do to change that mindset or behavior pattern? I mean, the thing, the thing that's hard is like, I know like the way my husband like likes to eat on the weekend. So it's sort of like, Maybe like, I know that I'm, you know, going to eat more on the weekend. So maybe like cut everything in half. I mean, I don't know if that's like the answer you're looking for. Um, I, I have no answer that I'm looking for. I just want to know what you think you should do for you. Um, there's no, there's, this isn't a pass fail test. This is, this oh, right, is right, right. purely a, a discussion that like, hopefully by the end of it, we'll be able to come with some great strategies. The thing is right. like, 
I don't, I, I don't know you as well as you know you. Right. And right. so the reason I ask so many questions is because like, you've already shown you're very honest and open and, and you're very objective with your thinking. So it's one of the reasons why I like to ask these questions to you because sure. you're going to know the answer better than I will. But the best sure. part is that I can literally see right now is that you're struggling with the answer, not because you don't know the answer, but because you know that what your answer is going to be is going to be very difficult. Yeah. I mean, I think, I guess one way to approach it is to say like, if the weekend like if I know that we like to eat a certain way every weekend, it's no longer like a special treat, right? It's like routine. So the one, so you say like, you know, maybe like one meal on the weekend is going to be kind of like a little more indulgent. And then the rest is sort of like, just like any day of the week. Right. So you like despecialize the weekend. Um, I mean, I guess that could be one thing I could do. Um, or this is this is way harder than I thought it was going to be. Um, <laughs> uh, yeah, I mean, I, I guess the best thing to say would be like pick one day. So not like three days of the weekend, right? <laughs> that's, that I there's think that's one a great day, <laughs> one meal, right? So like, you know, when they say cheat meal, it's not a cheat day, right? It's a cheat meal. So say like there's one meal and then if we eat out the rest of the week, you treat it as if you're eating at home, right? You like go to the healthier options on the menu and one of those meals gets to be like a fuck it meal, maybe. Yeah, I think that's already a great a, a great way to look at it because if you're if you're looking at it, and this is by the way what most people struggle with, and and just so you know, you're leaps and bounds ahead of 95% of people, mainly because most people who are really really good during the week in anticipation for a a, a weekend of saying fuck it, they will they'll have willful blindness and they'll be like, you know what? Like, oh, I don't know why I'm not making progress because I'm doing so well. And they'll like willfully right. forget about how they went completely off track during the weekend. The fact that yeah. you're so aware of of where you might be struggling most with it, which is those those three days of just saying, ah, right. fuck it. Like, that's huge. Now, yeah. if we're looking at it, like, as you know, I'm a big I'm a big proponent of I believe tracking your weight is very helpful, but I think tracking your consistency is a much better barometer of being able to of target your your success. So like right. if we're looking at this not even from a meal to meal perspective, but a a uh, like daily perspective, like if three out of four days are not on point, like that's almost like almost 50% of your week right, exactly, is like exactly. not where you need it to be. Um, so, and then like, I don't know if you're having, like, if you break it down in a meal to meal, it's like, it's, it's definitely like not the percentage that you want it to be at. Yeah. So I think what you hit on in terms of, okay, so being able to treat the weekend, not as like an all out, all right, like fuck it weekend is going to be huge. But then let me ask you this, like, do you have a specific goal with your fitness right now? Um, I mean, I think so. Like I have, um, I've always sort of been like a yo-yoer. So it's sort of been in like the past three years that I learned about counting macros. Um, I think like the, the happiest I ever was, was I was working with a trainer counting my macros and I just wanted to lose sort of like, you know, five, 10 pounds. And I only needed, I lost five, but I was like super, super lean. 
but I wasn't, my trainer had me on, I think maybe like 1300 calories a day. Um, and obviously it wasn't sustainable. And so since then I, I had gained like maybe 20 pounds. Um, and so I, the past like year and a half basically has been trying to lose that and just kind of lean up again and get to a point where, I mean, ultimately, right. The thing is that I want to be able to keep the weight off and not keep fluctuating up and down, up and down. Right. That's everyone's goal. Um, but to kind of lose that weight that I've gained by, you know, quote unquote, falling off the wagon or just not being, not being able to get consistent again. Um, I guess that's what my goal would be. And I think when we were talking about the, you know, binging on the weekend or whatever, um, I think a lot of that is just an old habit where like five years ago, I could be consistent during the week and kind of do whatever on the weekend. And as long as I was working out, the weight would still sort of come off. But as I've gotten older, consistency, it's been clear to me that consistency has become more important because I can't do that anymore just because of the fact that my body's changed, right? So um, I think it's sort of like retraining those old habits, like stuff that you could get away with when you're younger doesn't really work anymore, if that makes sense. Yeah, that makes a lot of sense. I, I, yeah. I, I actually have a, a big question to ask you about that. And because it's this is something that a lot of people discuss is like as they get older, it gets harder and it, and it does. Yeah. I have a question about if you're to like very honestly and objectively think back to how you would treat your weekends when you were younger versus how you treat them now. Do you mm -hmm. think that you might eat more now on the weekends and maybe like eat more total calories or like when oh, you're for with sure. Your yeah. Yeah. And, for so sure. Like and think, I like don't know why, but yes, absolutely. Well, and, and tell me if I'm wrong, because I, I could be wrong, but these are just general patterns and habits that I see is that usually when we're younger, a lot of times, like even if we're going on pub crawls or whatnot, and like when I say we, like I should clarify, like, I'm not a pub crawler, <laughs> like, you know, like, right. that's just, but like, usually when you see people doing pub crawls and whatnot, like they're going out and drinking a fair amount, but they're also doing a lot of walking. And a lot of times when you're doing stuff like that, when you're, when you're doing that type of stuff, especially I see this with women is they tend to not eat as much. They're mostly drinking. And so like they'll walk and walk and walk and they'll do a lot of drinking. But now as they get older, as they either settle down with a partner or whatever it is, they'll tend to sit down a lot more and they'll eat a lot right. more and the, and a lot more calorie dense foods. Uh, and like, that's usually what'll happen where it'll be like, Oh, when I was younger, I could eat whatever I wanted. And it's like, yeah, you might've been eating whatever you wanted, but it's definitely not in the same portions that you're doing now. And I think that's yeah. probably what that tends, is that, is that reminiscent of what's happening? I think that might be part of it, but actually just like in looking back now, I think also that it might've been like a couple years ago, I was sort of like, new to calorie counting and dieting. So it was sort of like, even on the weekends, maybe when I was eating badly, I sort of had it in the back of the mind of back of my mind. But maybe at this point, it's like, I've gotten so sick of it of dieting, right? That the week, the weekends, like you just get tired of it. Do you know what I mean? I think that might be part yeah. of it also. So tell me more about that. Like what, when you get tired of it, like what happens? You just are like, is this, is it worth it for this to take up so much mental space, right? Like you just want to not have to worry about it and just like stick food in your mouth, right? So <laughs> I think that, I think that's sort of part of it is like, that's the dream, right? To just be able to like not worry about it. Um, and I think like as 
you know, not to get on like the feminist train or whatever, but, and I think, and you've talked about that men struggle with this equally as women, they just don't talk about it as much, right? But like, as a woman, you know, like the pressure that you see every day, you sort of think to yourself, like, why am I wasting so much time worrying about this all, all the time, right? And after you've been like, you know, trying to lose weight or dieting and working out for, you know, five, six years, I think sometimes you get to a point where you hit a hit a wall and you just get like exhausted from thinking about it all the time. Yeah. And I, there's a lot that I would want to break down with that. And, and I think I'm, I'm glad you brought up that, that aspect of it as like, as a woman, because like, I think as a woman, there, there's a clearly a lot of pressure on women to do that. What's interesting to me is this, that a lot of women who are, who are, they, they very much identify as feminists. A lot of times they'll feel guilty for wanting to lose weight. And Mm -hmm. it's so interesting to me. Like you, I couldn't even begin to tell you how many women in the fitness industry who actively go out on their, like who are quote unquote influencers will go out on their page and they'll be like, you shouldn't be giving into diet culture. You shouldn't be doing this because like the, the society and culture wants you to, to be small and insignificant and da, da, da. They'll come to me and they'll, they'll write me emails being like, please don't tell anyone that I, that I'm contacting you. I feel very guilty because I want to lose weight, but so much of my message is to not lose weight. And it's so interesting to me that so much of the, what I believe as a, as a feminist is someone who supports women in, in what they want to do and like in equal rights and equal opportunities. And, and if a woman wants to lose weight, we shouldn't say you can't lose weight because that's what society wants you to do. It's like, if you want to lose weight, fuck yeah, I'll help you lose weight because that's what you want to do as a fucking Mm -hmm. human. And as like an intelligent individual who can make these decisions on their own. I think unfortunately what a lot of women feel pressured by this, this, I don't even know if it's actual feminism as much as it's just like an angry group of people sometimes who try and say like, don't do this because it's what society wants you to do. It's almost like, what if it's what you want to do? Yeah. You know, and it's like, it, it creates a lot of cognitive dissonance among, um, uh, I think this is more than anything. I think this is something that women struggle with much more than men, because like, there's this huge pressure from both sides. Like you want to show that you're strong and independent and that you can think on your own. But then you're also being pulled on this other side being like, yes, but society and culture doesn't want you to do this. And it can be a very difficult uh, map to navigate. Right. And I think yeah, that the most, the most important thing to do is what do you want to do? Like, what's important to you? Not like what, like what other people in society or in an, in an organization are telling you, like what you should or should not do. Like, what is important to you? Right. What is what is your goal, regardless of what other people tell you your goals should or should not be? If mm-hmm. you want to lose weight, you shouldn't feel bad or guilty about that. Right. You right. know what I mean? It's like, what the fuck are, what's the message that we're giving to people that like, you should feel guilty about that because society and culture, like, I think that's insane. You know, Yeah. it's like, I just, for me, I want to support each individual, help them achieve their goals because they have deemed that goal important to them. And that's my, my job. Like I want to help you achieve your goals. So yeah, I think it's a, I think more than anything, I think 
what I've noticed in the last several years is women struggling much more than men. I think that's one of the hardest aspects for women nowadays is because they feel this pressure from both sides now. Like right. on one side, it's like, well, this is what society and culture wants you to do. In reality, like almost the 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 extreme end of the other side is being like, don't do that because then you're giving into society and culture. It's like, well, that's now a whole new society and culture, right? Mm -hmm. That's like, it's yeah. pulling from both sides. It's like, God forbid you want to lose weight. Like right. the fuck. So what I would say is, and, and you touched on this as well, being like, you know, being tired of dieting, right? And just being like, oh, like, I just don't even want to think about it anymore. Like, I, yeah. I don't, it's like, when you get to that point, I think that's getting back to the original point of being like, that's number one, why you can't take the week leading up to the weekend so rigidly and so strict. Mm -hmm. Does that make sense? Yeah. Because yeah. and, and tell me if, if I'm wrong or tell me if it's not what you struggle with uh, or tell me if it's not reminiscent of what you're going through. But a lot of people are so strict during the week just in anticipation for the weekend because they know they're going to go off track anyway. And it's almost their way of being able to justify it and not feel guilty for it. And right. the less we can be so outrageously strict with it during the week and the more of a flexible dieter we can be during the week then the more that can also carry over to the weekend. The the struggle is that I think a lot of people do is they almost have two different lives during the week and the weekend, right? It's right. like one live is your routine life where that like you have everything in order and everything is going the way you want it to go and you can pack your lunches and you can do whatever. And then during the weekend when it's like, okay, I'm going to go out with my husband and we're going to go out to eat and I'm not going to diet during the weekend. And it's almost, it's difficult to have that order when it's two different lives per se. Does that make sense? Yeah, totally. So, so yeah. having said all of that and knowing that like, this is one of the things that you struggle with, like, what do you think, like, do you, do you think it's okay? I think this is actually probably the best place to start. Cause this might be a huge place of cognitive dissonance. Do you think it's okay for you to want to lose weight? Yeah, absolutely. I want to fit back into my glove. You know what I mean? I mean, absolutely. I think, I think it's, it's, I know it's okay. I think it's just like the mental exhaustion of it and like trying to find a way where I can do it without where it becomes intuitive. Right. I mean, that's the goal so of that you're course, not yeah. thinking about it all the time. Um, and I think like with you saying like during the week, you know, not being so strict. I think it's, it's also just like the actions of like weighing every fucking thing that I put in my <laughs> mouth on the scale, you know, and putting it into my fitness pal. It's like tedious, right? You know, you're doing it for every single thing. So I'm wondering if maybe for, you know, I know on your website, you have like, if you don't want to count calories, it's like the plate, the plate yep. um, strategy, right? Yeah, yeah. I'm wondering if something like that might work better for me, where you're not going through, if that's something that I find exhausting, like the tracking everything, if it's like half the plate is vegetables, you know, something like that, where it's a little more straightforward, might yeah. like take some of that stress out of the equation. I, I think that's phenomenal. I, I think that it's, I think that idea is very, very helpful. And it's cool because with that strategy, you can individualize it. So for someone who might be significantly bigger, 
maybe instead of three plates and two snacks, it would be four plates and three snacks, right? Or someone who's right. significantly smaller, it might be three plates and one snack or, or two and a half, right. but you can always individualize it based on your progress. Um, mm -hmm. Let me ask you this. Are you, when you're tracking, are you tracking every, like your macros, proteins, carbs, and fats and calories? Like what are you tracking? Yeah. I mean, what I've been doing is, is tracking all three and I actually was going to start. I like the way you do it much more where you don't worry about carbs and fat because like fat, when you're allowed like 30 grams of fat a day, it's oh, like, don't get me started. Well, what the, what the hell am I going to eat? Right. Yeah. <laughs> so, so, um, like the fact that you just track calories and protein and I was going to start unicorn strong when I got up here and it just like didn't happen. Right. So, um, I haven't gotten a chance to like put that into practice yet, but I do think something like that would be more helpful because like the car carbs and fat, it it's difficult when you're trying to hit all three of those, it does become exhausting. Yeah. For sure. Oh my God. Are you, can I, are you a math person? Like, did you like math in high school and stuff? Um, not really, but like, I'm like a perfection, like numbers, like hitting the numbers are, are important. Right. Got so it. Yeah. Well, that's, that's really interesting because I'm not a math person either, but I, when I do something, I want to do it right. Right. So I hate math. I'm awful at math. I count always on my fingers. Like if it's anything yeah. above, like it's, I'm really, truly, rem I probably right, have like a seventh to eighth grade math like level. It's really awful, mm -hmm. but I'm very much the person that says when I'm going to do something, I want to do it and I want to do it right. So the idea of hitting those numbers becomes very important to me. And even if I logically know, like I can have variance when that number is told to me, that's what I have to hit. Then I'm like, I'm going to fucking hit that number and yeah. I'll go out of my way and mentally and emotionally exhaust myself in order to hit it, which is right. why I decided to, to start doing more calories and protein. Cause really when you break yeah. it down from a body composition, fat loss perspective, that's really all that matters. Like that right. is like, and how much are, fat and carb can you actually eat if you're hitting the protein? That's right. exactly and right. Yeah, that's exactly right. Like it's impossible to overdo fats and carbs if your calories are yeah. in check. Yeah, it's, this is it. So and that was a huge sigh of relief for me when I figured that out, because then I had to I stopped playing this game of trying to like make sure I was getting the right amount of fats, right amount of carbs, all this other stuff. And this was like, you know what? I'll hit my calories, hit my protein and I'm good. And, yeah. and that way it gives you more leeway, too, in terms of being like, I know for me. When I'm leaner at a very lower low body fat, I do much better on a higher carb, lower fat diet. When I'm a higher body fat, I'll do better with a higher fat, lower carb. Just like feel better. I'll have more energy. It doesn't mean like I yeah. make more progress, but like it just helps me more. But that way you get you get to choose if you're going to have yeah. more carbs or fats. And, and yeah. you don't have to stick to any specific number. So – here's here's what's it's interesting so as we talk and more and more comes out it sounds like you know what you want to do and you actually know what you should do and you you know you want to do the unicorn strong challenge and you know you also want to do just calories and protein it sounds like and tell me if i'm wrong there hasn't been a day at which you're going to be like yep i'm starting like there there hasn't yeah. been like that start date yet yeah it, i actually like started it while i was up here um because like the, the gym, I'm like in a pocket of Harlem where like the gym is just like too far in either direction. I knew it would just be, I, w I knew I wasn't going to go. Right. So I was like, I'm going to do it in my apartment with free weights. And then like, I sort of started doing that and then I, it just kind of like petered off. Right. Cause like, 
<laughs> I wanted to, I wanted to leave my apartment to work out. Like you just sometimes you don't want to like shit where you eat, right? Or whatever you you know. So <laughs> I, I so basically, yeah, I've been saying like, okay, when I I live in Houston, so I was like, when I get back to Houston, like that's when I'm gonna start, right? Um, and yeah, there hasn't been like an official sort of like date where I've felt like I've been able to go all in, which I guess is sort of like an issue in and of itself. Like it doesn't have to be all or nothing. You can practice like one without the other, which I think is also like an important skill to learn if you do travel a lot and you don't know like what your kitchen situation is going to be or what your gym situation is going to be like learning to adapt in those situations, which is a whole nother topic. You're but, right. Um, I love this. It's like a light bulb going off. You're exactly right. Yeah. So, but yes, to answer your question, like there hasn't been like a point where I'm like I'm gonna start now (laughs) there has been and then I and then it's like you know it hasn't panned out right but um yeah no start date so no start and also tell me if I'm wrong and because the more this is why I love to talk and have conversations because the more I learn about you obviously the more I might be able to help and when are you moving back to Houston um I'm here for like 10 more days and then I get to go home so I've been here since the beginning of September Got it. Okay. So it's been, yeah. what, like three months now? Yeah, been... a little over three months. So it's it's three months and you've known that you would go back uh, in like mid-December? Yeah. So was there any part of you that was like, you know what, like I'm here in New York for three and a half months. Like I'm just going to be like, I'm going to enjoy my yes. time here. <laughs> yes. Stop 100%. talking. Yes. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and I think that it's, this is human nature, and this is this is why it's so important to have have structure and have a schedule, and also to have a start date and have a challenge, and not have that like um, that all or nothing mindset. I know a lot of people are very much it's all or nothing, it's binary, it's good or bad, right or wrong, you're in, you're out, and I think that's a very dangerous mindset to get into, specifically with fitness, mm-hmm. because as you just said, it's not, it's not all or nothing. Like it's not like it's not like you couldn't do something, but I think what has happened is is by going into New York, going into this three and a half month period being like, ah, you know what? I'm going to be back in Houston in three and a half months. And like New York is amazing and the food is incredible. I'm just going to enjoy these three months. Like it's allowed you to justify not doing what you actually wanted to do. And now you feel bad about it. Now, here's what I would say is I would say if someone told me that they were going to go to New York for three and a half months and they were like, listen, I don't want to worry about fitness at all. Like, I don't want to give a shit about it. I just want to enjoy the food and have fun. I would have literally no problem telling that person, right. especially being like, hey, go fucking enjoy it. Like, go yeah. have fun. Like, the best food in the world, some of the best performing arts, yeah. go have fun. Like, if you add a little bit of body fat and lose a little bit of strength, like, who gives a fuck? You'll get back on track when you get back. That's totally fine. Right. I would just make sure that when you're doing that, you enjoy it because what will happen is if you're in that middle ground of like, oh mm. my God, like I should be doing this, but I'm not doing this and you can't even really yeah. fully enjoy your time out, then it's like, what the fuck is the point? Like make a decision, yeah. you know? <laughs> yeah. Which <laughs> is where I've definitely been like, so, yeah. So, and that, that's where I would say is like being in that middle ground of, of, of being indecisive. And not mm-hmm. being committed 100% to either 
having like either just going in and having fun and enjoying it or being like, you know what, I'll go and enjoy it, but I'll enjoy it moderately. I think that's really where you have yeah. to have to like make that decision. And right. and when you when you do make that decision, then you open yourself to self up to actually enjoying it, right? Because mm-hmm. I think and I was literally before you and I got on the phone, I was on another podcast where so much of so much of what people talk about now is like we see this on social media all the time. It's like, you just, you need a why you need your why, right. like what's your why. And, and mm-hmm. it, it really, I, I fucking hate that. Like, it's one of the things where it's like, <laughs> yeah. I see a lot of, of social media influencers, whatever. I feel like they're making that piece of content when they don't know what else to write. It's like, well, what's your why? And I'm like, listen, yes, knowing your why is important, but knowing your what is equally, if not more important, mm-hmm. what are you actually going to do? What is your actual goal? And I think a lot of people run into this, this space of, of, ambiguity because they don't know what the fuck they're actually doing. And they often use that ambiguity as a justification for doing nothing at all. And then from that, nothing creates a lack of progress. And that lack of progress will often turn into backwards progress. And then they feel guilty and they feel awful and they're not doing what they want to do. And then they run into this place of being like, I want to be a flexible dieter, but I'm also not being a flexible dieter. I'm really just saying, fuck it and enjoy whatever the fuck I want. Right, 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 right. And, and this is like the cycle that so many people run into. And, and the reason I, I'm sort of, I'm saying this is because what you're going through is so common and mm-hmm. so, so, so it, this happens to so many people. And I think the number one thing you have to do is like, you, you don't, you know why you want to make progress. Like, you know why, like you want to feel yeah. more comfortable. You want to fit in your clothes. You want to like be more confident, whatever it is. But you've been in a place of not really knowing what the fuck you're doing. Right. And not not establishing it, not being like, today I am starting the Unicorn Strong Challenge. Today is where I'm doing this. I'm doing this for 30 days, 60 days, 90 days, whatever it is. And when you right. lack a specific schedule and what with specifics along the way, then you can more or less get away with not doing what you know you want to be doing and should be doing because you haven't clearly defined what it is you're doing. Does that make for sense? For sure. For sure. Yeah. So with that being said, like, what do you think going forward is a good a good route to take a good plan of action for you to find more, um, find more consistency with what you want to do and also find more, uh, really solidify what it is you're actually doing. Um, okay. Well, I think definitely like for the rest of my time in New York, like for the next 10 days, um, I should just like, and say like, I'm going to enjoy myself, like not Fuck yes. be in that middle <laughs> ground, right? Okay, it's 10 days. You have 10 Fuck days it. left, exactly. I love right. that. Um, and then I think when I get back, because I have like a good two months before I like leave again, um, that like I'm going to commit to doing, see, but now, see, I was just about to say that, but then I'm like, oh, but like Christmas and New Year's and the holidays, <laughs> like if I start, then... Like, maybe I should start January 1st, but it's like, I don't want to fucking wait that long. I want to start when I get back, right? Um, so, yeah, I think, like, you know, the, oh, actually, I am going out of town again when I get home. That's okay. That's okay. Um, I, I think, like, I'd like to start, like, the Monday after I get back and, like, really, like, try to stick to it for 30 days. Um, and. Yeah. 
these, why are these questions so hard to answer? Like they, they should be straightforward, but now I'm like, well, um, (laughs) (laughs) um, yeah, I mean, I think it's just enjoying the rest of my time here and like picking a day when I get back. I think the thing with my schedule is like, there's always going to be something where I'm like, oh, but there's like that event or like, I'm going out of town for those three days or for that week. And saying like, okay, if you have three X's on the calendar or even like a week of X's, like you can still do the program, right? I think that's sort of what's the block for me is I'm like, I come, I'm, I'm going home for four days and then I'm actually going to Milwaukee for a week for a concert and then, and then I'm back and then it's Christmas. It's like, well, I can still start when I get back. It's just like, don't eat like an asshole in Milwaukee, like use the hotel gym if Christmas and New Year's have X's on them, it's not the end of the world, right? I think maybe it's like I'm looking for a time to start where I can like be perfect the whole month. And like, that's just not realistic, right? Does that make sense? That I'm finding excuses to not start because there are gonna be weeks where it's gonna be like really hard to stick to it, but that's okay. Right. <laughs> I mean, you could not have yeah. said that more perfectly. You literally, as when you paused, you're like, before you said you're finding excuses, I was like, she said that perfectly. Then you added something even more perfect to it, which is literally, you just said exactly what you're doing, which is you're finding excuses not to start because you can't do it, quote unquote, perfectly. Right. Yeah. And I, like, you literally, you hit on it 100%. And, and this is, this is, the crux of so many people where it's like they want to find this period of time in which there will be no interruptions and right, nothing exactly. will go wrong. And like, um, you're never traveling and you're always in perfect health and done it, all this other stuff. It's just like, that's not going to happen ever in life. Mm-hmm. And, and I think one thing that you consistently find among the people who are the most successful with their, with anything, but with fitness and health is being consistent, even and especially when they don't want to be consistent. Right. Right. And, and and that's really, and that, I think the number one way that people can do that, people talk about this as well. There's like finding your why is one thing people talk about. And other thing that people talk about is, is making habits, right? It's like, Mm -hmm. you, you need to make it a habit. It's like, motivation will only get you so far. It mustn't be a habit. And I'm always like, yes, that's correct. But okay, well, how the fuck do you make it a habit? Right. Like, how do you do that? You make something a habit by doing it consistently when you don't want to do it. So when you're in Milwaukee at the hotel and you're super fucking comfortable in your hotel bed and you don't want to get up and you'd rather stay in bed than go to the gym or you're after out a long day out and you don't want to go to the gym at night, it's like you're going to have to make a decision. Like, will you go work out when you would be much more comfortable not doing it or – Will you go work out in order to then make it a habit? And yeah. and this is where having a schedule and having a specific what is super, super powerful because if you're going to be following the Unicorn Strong Challenge and you do do the three times a week program, mm-hmm. unless you're on like a, a three-day flight, there's, there's no reason why right. you couldn't do something three days a week. Like right. there's just not. Like there's yeah. 100% – 
whether it's in the hotel room or whatever, like there's and even like you, you're in the inner circle, like you have access to all the body weight workouts, the hotel yeah. workouts. I mean, there's, there's a million things to do. Yeah. I would say you're, your struggle isn't a lack of knowledge and it's not a lack of information or not a lack of, of, of access. It's a lack of, a lack of consistency that's starting from a lack of beginning what at all and using right. the justification of, well, there's not a significant period of time in which I'll be able to be perfect. So what's the point at all? Yeah. 100%. So, so then going forward, I would say, let me ask you this. You have 10 more days in New York and you want to enjoy yourself. Have you been working out at all over the last three months? Uh, I was working out in September, um, but like not since then. I've been trying to like walk as much as I can, obviously, which is easy in New York. But like, ha no, have not lifted a single dumbbell since like September. Okay. So, yeah. so what about, is there any way over the next 10 days, whether it's in a gym or at home, is there anything that you could do that would be some semblance of strength training? Yeah, absolutely. So what? Tell me. Uh, I mean, like I could do a HIIT workout. I mean, my room is small, but like it, you know, if, if, you know, it, it's possible. Um, and I do have like a set of 20 pound weights that I could, you know, use for, you know, any of the the like quick workouts that you have on, on the inner circle website. I mean, or even, I mean, in September I was doing the like three times a week unicorn strong workouts using like a combination of those weights and like, you know, wine bottles and stuff like that. I mean, yeah, that's amazing. I love that. So, and not to mention, I don't um, know if, have you seen metabolic meltdown in the inner circle? Yeah. So that's those literally like the quick, yeah. They're quick. It's it's a thirty day, literally, it's a thirty day workout program. It's it's every day. It's thirty days. It's very very uh, low intensity, low weight, but it's it's mm -hmm. like high metabolic workouts. And right. it's like you can do them at home with your body weight and or with dumbbells. So if you have a set of twenty pound weights, you're set. And what I would challenge you to do is starting today, do the first ten days of of metabolic meltdown from today until the day you leave. Okay. Do you think you can do that? <laughs> See, and, and here's the funny thing. Like my, my mind is going like, yeah, but if I'm going to enjoy being in New York for the next 10 days, why would I do that? Do no. you see? It's like well, an all or not, like it's that all or nothing mentality, like, do you, which is interesting. Well, I think it's very interesting. Do you think that doing a, 20, 10 to 20 minute workout a day in your bedroom would take away from enjoying New York city for 10 days? No, it wouldn't. Yeah, no. I mean, it's definitely, it's very doable. I've done it before. So I, yeah, no, I don't know why that's like, a why I feel like they're, they have to go hand in hand. Yeah, no, it's definitely doable, and I can still like enjoy eating here for sure. I think that, and that's a. Gr I'm glad that you realized that, and I, it's one of the things where I specifically didn't do a nutrition challenge because, like, I don't want you to feel necessarily limited 
when your last 10 days in New York, even though realistically, even if I did give you nutrition challenge, like you could still enjoy New York city food without like feeling restricted by like either doing the plate rule or not going out to eat every single meal. But the reason I I did the workout one is because for me, and you've, you've heard me say this a thousand times, action is the foundation of motivation. Right, right, right. And, and right now the biggest thing that you're lacking is just starting something. Right. Right. And having a start date, which is why like, because you haven't been consistently strength training since September, I would say, why not start with doing a, it's literally, I believe the longest workout is 20 minutes. It might even be 15 or 10, but literally something 10 to 20 minutes a day, every day for 10 days that it's not going to get you outrageously sore. It's just literally to get you in the mindset of you're doing something and you've already like, why wait until you get back to Houston when you could start by make the, and that's, it's, when we're talking about habit creation, this is what so many people really fucking overlook the fitness influencers. Like, well, you just need to make it a habit. It's like, all right, thank you, Dean. Now, how the fuck do you make a habit? Like what is a habit? And you only make something a habit by doing it consistently. And this is where I have no issue with new year's resolutions. I actually am a big supporter of new year's resolutions, but I think a lot of one of the main reasons, I mean, let's say people always throw out like, yeah, like 90% of people will not achieve their, their new year's resolutions. And they almost use that as an excuse for nobody to make them. Like that means 10% of people are achieving their new year's resolutions. That's amazing. Like if you, if you have like, I, I, again, I'm awful at math, but 10% of a million is like a lot of fucking people. Right. So, I mean, but so that's my in my support for them. But also my other the other side of it where I'm like, but also you could just start today doing something, right? Where it's like, which is why I'm gonna give you that challenge mm-hmm. of starting with metabolic meltdown. It's in the inner circle under the manuals tab, under the workouts, go in there, download yeah. the whole manual. Do that now. And that way when you get back to Houston, you can either continue with metabolic meltdown, finish the 30 days, or use the first day back in Houston, not the first Monday, but the first, the day after you get there to start off with, with the unicorn strong challenge and do that for 90 days. And you could change it. Like if you don't want to do unicorn, if you don't want to, I mean, actually the way unicorn strong challenges is structured is it's just calories and protein, right? So it's like, you don't have to count your macros. You don't have to like, literally I would, I would very much encourage you to, to do unicorn strong challenge as soon as you get back do the 10 days right now. And mainly because even if you're doing unicorn strong challenge and you're traveling, it doesn't, it doesn't mean that you can't have days in which you don't hit your calories. It doesn't mean that you can't have some days that you miss a workout. All it means is that you're on a structured schedule and you're going to do everything in your power to make sure that you be, you're as consistent as possible. I mean, even let's, let's say you miss, you miss 20% of your workouts. We'll just throw that. Let's say you miss 20% of your workouts. Yeah. <clears throat> you're still doing a fuck ton more than you were the last two right. months. Yeah. When you're not doing anything. Yeah. So, so what For do you sure. think about all that? Like, does that make sense? Does it feel realistic? Yeah. Like, what are your thoughts? Absolutely. On? Yeah. I mean, again, like there's that, there's that like part of me that's like wanting that like, clean you know 90 days where like nothing is gonna go wrong or whatever but it's just telling my I mean I think it's like having a type a personality like that's not that's never what life is gonna be like right so I think that's my biggest challenge going forward is like 
committing to doing that and just like being okay with the fact that like there are going to be hiccups and that that's okay and normal and that it's impossible to achieve like any sort of you know 90 day or 30 day window where you're going to be able to be a hundred percent consistent a hundred percent of the time yeah so I, I think that. that's just what I need to remind myself of um because like I can already like feel myself like coming up like trying to find excuses like yeah which is interesting, which is like something that I've, I've never realized before. Like, I didn't realize that that was what I was doing. So I love how self-aware you are about it and how honest you are about it, because most people are not that self-aware and not that honest. The fact that you're able to call yourself out on it and literally catch yourself coming up with excuses is tremendous. And it gives you a huge advantage. One, one thing that I've, <laughs> that I've found is that a lot of people use the I'm a perfectionist shtick as an excuse to not do anything at all. They're yeah. like, well, I'm a perfectionist, so like, if I can't hit these numbers perfectly, I'm not going to do it. I'm a perfectionist, so if I can't do yeah. the program perfectly, I'm not going to do it at all. It's like, that's yeah. a really fucking terrible excuse to do nothing. Yeah. <laughs> like, My friend calls it um, paralysis by anal paralysis by analysis, where you like overthink it so much that that nothing ends up happening. Yep. Which is, I think, probably what a lot of people do. Yeah, paralysis by analysis is huge, and I also think that it's easier to justify not doing anything when in your head you say, well, I can't do it perfectly, so I'm not going to do it at all. Yeah. It, it's mm -hmm. easier to justify a lack of action by saying like, it's just, I'm not going to do it at all. So I can't do it perfectly. So I do it at all. Then if you were like, you know what, something is better than nothing. Uh, which is right. again, why I very much go always back to like, it's so important to have a plan. And it's interesting. I was on a podcast just before you and I got on a call and, and the guy was asking me, he was saying like, how do you promote consistency with your clients? And and that's I was like, that's the billion dollar question. Like that's the the most difficult question of all is like, how do you promote consistency? But the first answer that I gave was essentially making realistic expectations, right? Which is most yeah. people are often told fat loss is going to be easy, that it's they're not going to be hungry, they're never going to get cranky that are, they can enjoy all their favorite foods and is whatever mm -hmm. quantities they want, da, 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 or it's going to be fast and they become inconsistent when that doesn't happen because they think they've failed. And the reality is when you go into it, knowing it's going to be difficult, there will be days in which you don't want to do it. There will be days in which you feel like a failure. There will be days in which you're hungrier than you want to be. There will be days in which you say, you know what, I'm not going to have that because that might trigger me to go more off track. There will be days in which you actually, yeah. God forbid, have to practice self-control and resiliency. It's like when people are told ahead of time to expect these difficulties, they're far more likely to be consistent because they don't think these these difficulties as abnormal or weird. They're like, this is this is what it is. And so yeah. what I would encourage you to really, really dig deep in yourself is number one, do these 10 days and I'm going to, yeah. I'm going to expect to hear from you over these 10 days okay. that you did these workouts yeah. and that you're going to do these 10 days. Then you're going to, when you go back to Houston, the day after you land, you're starting your unicorn strong challenge. And, okay. and you know, it's funny. I can hear already, like, let's say it's three, the three day a week workout. <laughs> so you have the the lower body, upper body, full body. And maybe you land there on a Thursday. You're like, do I start with the lower body? Do I start with the full body? Yeah, it's yeah, like, yeah. 
I don't give a fuck what you start with. Just fucking start. Right, right, right. Like, doesn't matter. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, it's like, <laughs> yeah. we talk about like social constructs. Yeah. It's like days of the week are a social con. Like, you know what? It doesn't matter. Just fucking it's, start. Yeah. It's just so funny. I can like feel myself getting nervous, like as you're telling me these things, which is just, I mean, it's ridiculous, but like, this what has are you nervous really of? been an anxiety that I've been holding. Like, like that, like it's that, I, that, um, like I'm not going to do it or I'm going to like find an excuse or yeah, that I'm like going to fail. Right. That, um, like, um, tomorrow or whatever, I'm going to be like, I don't feel like working out today, so I'm not going to do it. You know, <laughs> I mean, yeah, like, I, <laughs> um, but I think it's important, like, um, someone, someone on like the inner circle group was talking about how, like, um, self-trust, which I thought was like a very interesting way of looking at like holding yourself accountable. Like you need to be able to, to have self-trust and like know that you're going to do what you say you're going to do. Right. So, um, as like nervous as I am about failing, like I'm really going to, yes, I'm going to try and do that. I love that. And, and what I would actually encourage you to rephrase that and don't say you're going to try to do that. What are you actually going to do? I'm going to do it. You did not sound confident enough. What are you going to do? I'm going to do it. There we I go. Am. I'm going to do it. Yeah. Cause, cause why the fuck not? Yeah. Right. Like yeah. why not? Yeah. Nothing bad comes from doing it. Right. And, and I would assume only only disappointment would come from not doing it. Yeah. So yeah. So have you have you started a thread in the inner circle about like uh like uh an accountability thread for yourself? No. I have now not. you know what you're gonna do. <laughs> yeah. Okay. You're gonna, you're gonna go into Facebook group and you're gonna you're gonna go in and say, hey, just got off a call with Jordan. He's like the super nicest guy ever. And uh, and you're gonna start an accountability thread and be like, listen, for the next 10 days, I'm gonna come in and update you on this thread in the comments saying, I just did my workout, here's what I did, and you're gonna let us know when you finish your workout for that day, for the 10 days straight. Okay. And then and okay. it's just 10 days. That's it. It's just 10 days, 10 workouts. That's all it is. And and that if you yeah. want to update more about how you're feeling, what you're going through, that's totally fine. And if you decide, you know what, this was super helpful. I'm going to do this for the entire Unicorn Strong Challenge. Go for it. A lot of people do that, and it works really, really well. But either way, all, all that I'm doing here is setting up an opportunity for you to start and to create a yeah. habit of something that, like, as you've said, you found excuses not to start with. And it's going to be uncomfortable. Yeah. It's not going to be necessarily fun, and you'll be able to catch yourself coming up with excuses for why you shouldn't do it at all, Yeah. and having that accountability is going to be very helpful for you. So yeah. I personally am very excited to see your accountability posts, and I'm very excited to see your progress, and I'm very excited to see over the next 100 days is reality what it's going to be because you're going to have the 10 days yeah. and then the 90 days of you do 100 days of being consistent and keeping in mind that – Yeah. Over Christmas, over New Year's, during these holidays, yeah. the level of consistency is not defined by you hitting your calories on Christmas, but defined by you getting back on track once Christmas is over. For sure. Yeah. 
Do you agree? Yeah, I do. Are you excited? I am. Yeah, I am. You're going to do this, right? Yes, I am. Fuck yeah. There we go. Yeah, okay. Awesome, I'm excited. Awesome. So enjoy Whew. your last 10 days in New York. Please keep me posted how you're doing. I'm going to be looking out. Susan and I are doing a live on, on the Inner Circle Facebook group later today. So I'm going to be looking out for your post in there. And, uh, okay. and so let's get started. I'm stoked. Thank you so much. Awesome. Yeah, thank you. Amazing. Have a wonderful day. Thanks. Can I ask you one more question? Absolutely not. Yes, of course. Okay. So since, so like, we'll say that's the end of the podcast because I, I didn't want to like open up a whole nother can of worms, but like, so like you were talking about like, you know, like in Milwaukee, like you're going to be in bed and you're not going to want to go to the gym or whatever. So talking about like kind of the initial thing that we started talking about, but it's like, how do you decide like today's the day that I'm just going to like take a day off or today's a day. Do you know what I mean? Like, how do you decide? <laughs> um, like if you just are like, I just like don't want to go to the gym today. Like, how do you say like, okay, today's the day that I'm going to take off rather than like, today's the day I really don't want to go, but I'm going to go anyways. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, of course. And, and it's a great question. And that's why having a schedule is so important, right? Because when you have a three day a week training program, if you don't feel like going one day, you feel off, you feel tired, you need a break, you need a rest, then right, you, just move. you take that day off. And then yeah. if the next day you feel the exact same way, then you say, Hey, get the fuck up and go to the gym. <laughs> like, yeah, let's go. Yesterday. Right. Whereas if you're more just going by feel and you don't have a program, then it's that's when you run into issues. For example, I was planning on going to jujitsu this morning. I didn't go to jujitsu this morning because I did not feel good. My elbows are a little bit cranky, a little bit sore just from so much like so much of doing yeah. it. I did like five, six days last week. So, but tomorrow I'm a hundred percent going to go because number one is I took today off, and number two is right. I'm going to be traveling the rest of next this week. I'm flying tomorrow to Sacramento, and then I'm in Sacramento for a few days. Then I'm going to go to Canada. I don't get back until Sunday. So what yeah. I'm going to do is when I'm away, I'm actually okay. going to be looking for a jujitsu gym that I can go to on my way. And even if I can't go to a jujitsu gym, I'm going to do some mobility stuff for jujitsu, and I'm also definitely going to be going to the hotel gym that I'm at. So. It's, and yeah. that's just because I have a program that I'm on and I know exactly how many days I have to do jujitsu yeah. every week and how many days I have to strength train. And, and it, yeah. that's why having that what is so important because when you have the specifics of this is what I'm doing and this is what I have to do, then even if you have that day where you have to take off, you get right back on track the next day and you do not yeah. allow that and to become a whole week of not doing anything. Right. And you would you say it's the same for nutrition in terms of like what cravings do you give into and what cra you know what I mean like if there's a day where you really want something like would you say the same would go for nutrition if there's a day where like you're craving something or whatever like sticking to like the same type of mentality absolutely the day where like I mean there could be I'll, I'll give you a good example so like. When when we go to the gym to film the inner circle workouts, uh, one of the coaches there he has a drawer full of some of my all time favorite candies, like all time favorite, like some of the like my all time favorite candies. And usually when we go, I'll go in that drawer and I'll just start like having some, just because like you know what, whatever. Like right. I'm here, we film it once a month, da da da, da whatever. We ended up having to refilm some of the videos this month, so we went back, and. And I was offered some of the candies yesterday and I was like, you know what? I'm good. I don't want any because I know 
when it's that when we go back to refilm it, they're going to be there and I'll have them but also I knew right. that I decided late like this isn't going to be the last fucking time I can ever have these candies in my life yeah it's like mm-hmm. so you have to you have there's the balance between self control and and yeah. knowing doing what you want to do to achieve your goals and also being yeah. lenient enough to say it's okay if I have this but there has to be that balance and yeah. and I think it's very easy for people to fall into the Oh, it's okay. I'm just gonna enjoy this now. It's whatever. But then never think it's okay to actually be rigid or strict with themselves and find that self control. It's like that's not balance. It's actually the complete opposite. That's like literally just right. only doing what you want whenever you want it. When in reality, right. as an adult trying to make decisions and achieve your goals, you have to be okay saying, you know what? Like, I'm offered this pizza. I'm not gonna have the fucking pizza right now because it's not in line yeah. with my goals, and that has to be okay. Yeah. yeah. Awesome. Does that make sense? Yep. Yeah, absolutely. That was, yeah, very, the, that's the answer. I, yeah, it makes sense. Got it. Good. Yeah. Well, well, thank you so much. And I will be posting that stuff on the inner circle. Of course. Promise, I hope, promise. I hope this was so, helpful. And like it, I know it's not no, always fun, super, but I hope super it was helpful. helpful. Good. No, really. Because like I discovered something about myself that I like didn't realize that I was doing like the self-sabotage. Like I didn't, I didn't, realized that that was what was going on so it was it was very helpful so thank you for that of course well thank you for for talking and thank you for being open honest i meant what i said like most people are not as objective or as they're not as open to being honest as and self-aware as you are and i i mean it when i say it's a huge advantage on your end because now that you are able to see that and you are able to identify it now you know what to do Mm -hmm. to attack yeah for sure so thank you. Yeah. Have a wonderful, wonderful week. And please keep me posted. Thank I'll be looking too. up for your post in the Facebook group, all right? All right. Will do. Thanks, Jordan. Bye-bye. Bye. That wraps it up for this episode of the Jordan Sight Mini Podcast. Thank you so much for listening. Thank you so much, Sophia, for coming on and speaking with me. If you enjoyed it, please leave a rating on iTunes. They've been helping a ton. So huge thank you to everyone who's been doing that. Have a wonderful day. I'll talk to you soon.